Hallelujah. Good morning, church. How are you doing? Awesome. Okay, uh, my name is uh, Pastor Jeffrey Chua, and this is my first time preaching. Okay, uh, so I need all the encouragement from you. Okay, a lot of people say that uh, I've done this like a, a zillion times on stage, but I can assure you every time when you step on this stage, you still get butterflies in your stomach. Yeah, and even Pastor Chu said that to me as well. Okay, so to calm my nerves, I will be doing what I do best, that is to sing you a song. Yeah, uh, and, and this song uh, ties into the message as well. The title of the song is That I May Know Him. Can, can I have the lyrics up? Uh, it's written by a dear brother of mine, uh, Jeffrey Wu. He's a singer evangelist, and he will be also the speaker for our upcoming Vailer Christmas lunch on December 1st. Okay, yesterday before I sang, there were still 10 tickets left. But after promoting this, sold out. Okay, so sorry guys, no more tickets for sale this morning. It's all sold out. Okay, so uh, can you just hit the play button and we'll get on with this song. Hallelujah. Everybody has a secret dream Some would die pursuing them it seems Some seek for security and fame But I don't want to join them I'm getting out of this game that I may know Him And the power of the resurrection And the fellowship of His sufferings That I may please Him In my thoughts, my words and actions All my life his praises I will sing I may have been successful in some ways That I could live in comfort every day But if this thing should hinder or delay the one thing I desire I'll give them all away That I may know Him And the power of the resurrection And the fellowship Of His sufferings That I may please Him In my thoughts, my words and actions all my life, His praises I will sing That I may know Him And the power of the resurrection And the fellowship of His sufferings That I may please Him in my thoughts, my words and actions All my life His praises I will sing
Halleluja. Thank you. Let's, let's commit this time to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray. Halleluja. Father God, even as I bring forth the message from believing to knowing, I pray that you will use me as your mouthpiece to bring forth your word and that your word will accomplish the very purpose that it was sent out and not return to you void. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive of every thought here in this congregation to make it obedient to our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. For in His name we pray and all God's people say, Amen. Okay, many years ago, uh, even before we have this building and uh, Bangunan Yin, uh, we were worshipping in CP Tower. And we had this African student by the name of Michelle Proctor who, who was working with us uh, for a, time, a period of time. And every time uh, people will ring her, you know, uh, who is the speaker uh, for next week, you know, and she will always have this standard answer. God is speaking, yeah? So last time we don't have this and I always tell our GM, Chulili, why must you print the speaker's name here, you know? Let it be a mystery, let it be, you know, a surprise for people, you know? Because when they print the speaker's name on this uh, uh, bulletin, you know, people tend to say, oh, who's the speaker? Uh, this speaker I don't like, I don't want to come, you know? So uh, I thank God so many of you came, you know, because... Uh, I was thinking I'll come and preach to an audience of a few only, okay? Yeah, okay, so uh, my voice is very good for singing, uh, but I don't know about my speaking voice, so if you feel sleepy, you want to sleep, you know, uh, I hope I, I, I won't be like Apostle Paul, have to raise somebody from the dead. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, next slide. My journey, okay, uh, Pastor Chu asked me to share a bit on my journey uh, because some of you may not know why I became a pastor and suddenly, how come we have a new pastor? Okay, uh, 17 years ago, uh, I, I was still attending a Brethren Church. Uh, in fact, I was very refreshed and grounded in the Word when I attended Jalan Imbi Chapel, a Brethren Church. But uh, when I got married, I have two boys and I was staying in Banda Sunway. I was still uh, going to and fro to Jalan Imbi Chapel. So one of my elders said, it is very uh, troublesome for you with a five-year-old boy uh, and a one-month-old baby. You know, you got bunkus, all the baby stuff and go all the way from Banda Sunway to Jalan Imbi Chapel. So why don't you... Uh, go to a church which is nearer to your house. So I went to a church which, which is nearer to my house in Banasan Way. And this house, uh, I mean this church meets in the double-story uh, corner house. So my wife will never ever get to listen to the sermon because she will be upstairs looking after my kid, you know. So she is as dry as a bone because she never gets to listen to any sermon. And we were there several years and we were as dry as a bone. It was not until when she uh, uh, gave birth to my daughter, my third child, then uh, she was in confinement and I was on paternity leave. So when I was in a long period of paternity leave, I say, 
I better go church shopping. <laughs> so I went to the first church, DUMC. So after attending DUMC, I quite liked the church. So I came back, I told my wife, after your confinement, we will go to DUMC. Not until the following week, I attended a wedding dinner. So I met this brother, uh, and this brother was also from Jalan Imbi Chapel, and he is a very serious guy, doesn't smile, always have a papaya face, you know? you know. But when I saw him at the wedding dinner, he was like so bubbly, full of life. Then I asked him, hey brother, what happened to you? You must come to this church. Then I said, what church is it? SIVKL. They said, what is SIVKL? You know? so, uh, so when I... So the following week, I say, since I'm church shopping, I might as well pay a visit to SIBKL. So I remember going to CP Tower, and the speaker that week was Pastor Lee Chu. So from a brethren background, the first impression, wow, woman can speak on stage one, man. <laughs> you know? So, but for the first time in the many years that you know, I attended church. I have never, ever cried in church. But that week, I can't even remember what Pastor Lee Chu preached. The tears just flowed. You know, and, and the presence of God was so real. And when I went back uh, to my wife, I said, forget UMC, S-I-B-K-L. <laughs> and here I am. Okay, and, and, and uh, along the way, uh, there was this seminar by Pastor Paul Ang. So uh, during the seminar, he singled out three individuals and spoke a prophetic word to each one of us. The first one was Pastor Chandran, uh, second is me, and the third person is Chan Sun. I don't know whether Brother Chan Sun is here, so he may be next. I don't know. <laughs> so the prophetic word from Pastor Paul Ang was from Zechariah 3 verse 7 which reads, this is what the Lord Almighty says, if you will walk in obedience to me and keep my requirements, then you will govern my house and have charge of my courts and I will give you a place among these standing here. So with this word of prophecy, I went and enrolled myself to Tongling Seminary. I spent three and a half years doing the pastoral internship program. But even... After getting this theological uh, 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 sort of uh, qualification, I did not answer God's call immediately. So I kept, I kept working in Maybank. So I rose uh, in the ranks from vice president and one year and nine months later was promoted to executive vice president. And that was the fastest promotion I ever had in one year and nine months I was promoted from vice president to executive vice president. So when you are successful in your career, this calling and this prophetic word kept you know, being pushed back and back from my mind. It was not until, if you look at that sticker, it is dated 172001. This is a visitor sticker that when you first come to SIBKL, they give you this sticker. Now you get a beautiful mark. You know, last time you get a sticker. <laughs> okay, so this sticker is still in my Bible. So last year, in 2017, 
1st of July, when I did my quiet time, the Lord reminded me, hey son, you made a vow to me. You know, it's like you have not fulfilled your vow. So I struggle and I wrestle with God. And when you wrestle with God, who wins? The Lord wins. So I went to see Pastor Chu. I said, I have this burden in my heart uh, which I cannot get rid of. Uh, and we prayed, you know. The long and short of it, I, I met him no less than five to six times, you know, and we prayed hard and long to see whether this is really uh, the, the Lord's will for me. Yeah, and in fact, he was trying to dissuade me from, uh, from joining me. Say, I, I cannot pay you, you know. Maybank pay you so much, I cannot pay you so much, you know. So he was trying to dissuade me. Not until uh, sometime in August, there was this pastor from IHOP, uh, International House of Prayer, uh, Pastor Daniel Lim. He gave a very peculiar altar call. So he said that if any one of you, if you have made a vow to God and you have not fulfilled that vow, please come forward for this altar call. And I remember I came forward and Pastor Chu came to me and prayed for me. And both of us somehow that very moment felt the peace that this is really God's will for me. And here I am, three months in the ministry, yeah, and, and uh, the ministries under me is blessed ministry, okay, uh, and I also uh, am a district pastor, pastoring 35 cells, uh, and uh, I'm also pastoring the Valor men and the men of communion. So I asked Pastor Chu, why all the men's ministry under me? Uh? So he said, because I have a lot of testosterone, you know, male testosterone in me. You know, that's why all the male ministries are under me. Okay, so, uh, okay, let's get on with our sermon today. Okay. Okay, next slide. Okay, why I chose this topic, uh, in fact, Pastor Yu Chu was supposed to preach this weekend, you know, but she was away uh, in Penang yesterday. So she said, ah, Pastor Jeffrey, you want to preach? Then I was like, wow, not even confirmed yet I'm preaching. You know? <laughs> so I asked her what topic to preach. She said, any topic that you want. So I prayed hard and long on what to preach. And the Lord just gave me this uh, topic from believing to knowing. And why I chose this topic is this is really my own journey as well. Many of us, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and we stop there. We did not even journey to want to get to know uh, our Lord in a more intimate and personal way. Yeah? So before we go into the topic on know, uh, let's look at the definition of belief. Okay, belief uh, in the English language, is to accept something as true, genuine, or real. And in Hebrew, it's the word aman. That means to support, confirm, or be faithful. So the word aman is used 110 times in the Old Testament. And it was first used in Genesis 15 verse 6 when Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. So the word belief is the very same Hebrew word aman. So it is actually like, for example, if you go camping and you want to secure the tent so that the tent do not get uh, blown away by strong winds or collapse, that you uh, have a peg to the ground so that the tent is secure. So that's the very word aman being used, that 
He's so secure. He's, he's so faithful. Uh, he's, he wants to support his belief, you know, that nothing can shake his belief. And that is uh, what the definition of belief is. So let's look at the most famous verse that before you became a Christian, somebody would have likely shared John 3.16 to you. How many of you, before you became a Christian, somebody shared John 3.16 to you? Yeah, quite many of us. So let's analyze this verse. Yeah, John 3.16, who we believe. Okay, so for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So the greatest source is from God, for God. So He's the greatest source. And the greatest heart is also God, His soul love. And what is the extent of His love? It's the whole world. And the greatest sacrifice He gave. And what did God give? He gave the greatest gift, which is His only begotten Son. And what is the greatest invitation? Is whoever, whether you're a Malay, Indian, Chinese, Kadazan, whoever, it is the greatest invitation and the greatest terms believes in Him. And what is the greatest deliverance should not perish and the greatest difference but have everlasting life. This is the greatest promise. So, having belief in our Lord Jesus Christ, where do, where do we go? You know, uh, next slide. Most of us, you know, we receive the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, for many Christians, they believe in God just to get a ticket to heaven and to gain eternal life. So what is eternal life? And this one also, Pastor Lee Chu inspired me. Because there was one day, uh, she and Pastor Susie was in SMCC. They were preparing notes for our leaders' advance then. Uh, Pastor Lee just said, hey, come, 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 Pastor Jeffrey, let's, let's uh, have a discussion. Then she asked me, what is eternal life? I was like, you know, when people suddenly ask you a question, you, you do not know how to answer. Then she said, this is eternal life in John 17 verse 3. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So in essence, eternal life equals Know the only true God and Jesus Christ. So if you look at that cartoon there, okay, uh, St. Peter, you know, is uh, talking to this guy and this is the pearly gate, you know. And St. Peter says, you are a believer, yes, but you skip the part of getting to know God. So I hope nobody in this congregation, you know, belongs to that category. So does it surprise you that Jesus defined eternal life as knowing God and Jesus Christ, whom God the Father sent. Does it surprise you? Yeah? A lot of people think that eternal life is just uh, spending eternity in heaven, but that is not eternal life. Yeah? So, uh, next slide. So, eternal life used here do not just refer to immortality, or an endless length of time, but Jesus described it as a kind and quality of life in terms of knowledge and a relationship with God, the Father, and Jesus, His Son. A very close and intimate relationship. So it is no point having 
uh, uh, length of time, immortality, when the quality of life that we live is not in accordance to what God meant for us to have. So the, the, Jesus said that if you abide in me and I in you, then you will bear much fruit and you will have this abundant life that Jesus promised you. So it's no point having a long life and you live a miserable life. Yeah? So this is not the kind of eternal life that God wants you to have. So the next slide, we move on to the definition of no. Okay, so what is no? In the English language, the definition of no is to be aware of the truth or factuality of, be convinced or certain of something. Yeah? So, and the Hebrew word is yada, to have an intimate and personal understanding, to have an intimate relationship with another person. And the Greek oeda is to know, come to know, get a knowledge of, perceive or feel. So to the Hebrew, when they say that they know someone, it is the word yada. Okay, and uh, in Genesis 4 verse 1, it says that Adam knew Eve, his wife, implying a very intimate relationship. And nine months later, the son was born. So the word yada refers to the close intimate relationship between a husband and a wife. Yeah? So it is this knowing of God that we want to bring you into this morning. Yada. Okay? Yeah, next slide. Okay, so getting to know God is of utmost importance. The Apostle Paul, in uh, two of his apostolic prayers in Ephesians 1, verse 15 to 23, and 3, verse 14 to 21, emphasized on knowing God. And even uh, he went on to say in Philippians 3, verse 10 to 11, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of His resurrection and participation in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. So Paul wants to be so close to Jesus that he experiences the same level of life as Jesus did, even to the point of suffering and dying as he died, if that is necessary to be made like Christ in every possible way. Okay, I, I won't read the next slide, please. We won't read through these two passages, it's, it's too long, but what I just want to emphasize is verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. And in the second prayer, again, Paul emphasized, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of Christ. So if knowing God is so important that it is featured in two of uh, Apostle Paul's prayer, uh, it is incumbent on us to get to know God better. So the three broad outlines of uh, my message, if you forget everything that I've said, just remember these three Ps. The first P, the process of knowing God. Second P, the products of knowing God. And the third P, the persuasion of knowing God. 
Okay, let's move on to the process of knowing God. In John 1 verse 18, No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. And in John 8 verse 31 to 32, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So, the first point under this segment on knowing God, the process of knowing God, be a disciple of Jesus and get into His Word. So, this is God's Word, Bible, B-I-B-L-E, and this is really basic instructions before leaving earth. Okay, And the focus for 2019 is on discipleship. So, we will be very word-focused uh, next year, okay, so uh, back in those days before the internet uh, was invented, before you have your smartphones, you know, when we want to know, uh, get to know another person uh, deeper, we write letters, you know, we write letters to our loved ones, you know, and every time when the postman comes, you know, we, are lo we long for a love letter from your girlfriend or boyfriend, yeah, so this is God's love letter to us. Yeah? So get into the Word. Uh, be, be, you know, be, be excited about the Word of God. Next year, we're doing the book of Matthew. And I can guarantee you, when you come to chapter 1 and you look at the genealogy, uh, most of you will skip the genealogy. But I tell you, even the genealogy of Christ, you can learn so much gems from it. Another book which most of us will skip is Leviticus, yeah? the Tikkus that wear Levi's. Yeah? So you always miss the book yeah? because you don't understand it. But if you really dig deep into the Word of God, there is so much gems that you can glean from His Word. Yeah? So be a disciple of Jesus and get into His Word. Okay, the second point is, you may say that, yeah, I read the Bible, but I don't understand it. So how? So we come to our second point. Be filled and led by the Holy Spirit, resulting in an illuminated mind and an enlightened heart. I mean, the Holy Spirit uh, in John 14, verse 16 to 17, and I will ask the Father and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. So even as you read the word of God, you do not understand the word of God. Remember that the Holy Spirit is given to you and he will illuminate your mind because he, he is the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He will reveal to you the word of God. Yeah? And the next point is... Uh, Seek the Lord through prayer. So A.W. Tozer uh, has this to say about uh, prayer. Our knowledge of God is absolutely crucial to our relationship with Him and our prayer lives. Prayer is carried to God in faith. Faith is in large measure dependent on who we think God really is. Therefore, the vibrancy of our prayer lives is directly dependent on our thoughts 
and our personal knowledge of God. And in 1 Peter 3 verse 12, it says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are attentive to their prayer. You know, for us Christians, it is such a privilege to pray. It cost the Lord Jesus Christ His life to open the way for us to enter into the throne room of God and to pray to Him. Imagine if we are still in the Old Testament days, we need a high priest to represent us, to go into the Holy of Holies, you know, and they will tie bells around his waist you know, with a rope, and he will go into the Holy of Holies to offer uh, sacrifices and incense to, to God. And more often than not, when they don't hear the bell anymore, that means he's Sudamatia. You know? So, you know, in the presence of God. But we have this privilege to pray to God. So let's get into this ACTS. This is from Pastor uh, Isaac Ling. You know, remember his message? Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. So get into prayer. And it is so sad that, you know, there is actually a local church who do not believe in prayer meeting. Yeah, it's so sad. Because they, they, their doctrine is, God already knows, you know, uh, even before you pray, God already knows what you need. Ma. So why need to pray, you know? So it's so sad. You know, this is our privilege. Get into prayer. And the last point under this segment of uh, knowing God, uh, fellowshipping with God's people. Okay? So do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So, attend cell group, get into discipleship groups, and sila dudok dan jangan lari from church services. Yeah, I don't understand sometimes, you know, it, you know, it, it really sometimes, uh, you are wondering why people are before the service ends, uh, they rush out, you know, especially in Bangunanjin. Now we got touch and go card, and uh, no... There's no rush to go off, you know. Please honour the one who's giving the altar call. You know, don't rush off. And in SMCC, I know you all like the Nasi Lemak so much, you know. So, but please don't rush off, yeah. So please, sila duduk and jangan lari. Okay, uh, even in my own uh, personal journey, uh, I mean, there's no condemnation because when I first came to SIBKL, I was also a rebel, I don't like to attend cell group. So I have this first cell leader, you know, uh, uh, brother Joseph Leong, who has a cell in Puchong. At the time, I was still staying in Bada Sunway. So he will always text me, come to cell, come to cell. And every time when my phone uh, vibrates or whatever, I look, this brother again, always asking me to go to cell group, you know. So I was resisting him, you know. Until Pastor Charlie came uh, to Subang and he set up a cell group in Subang. So I said, okay, no excuse now, uh, nearer to your home. So I came over uh, to this cell which he established in Subang. So one month passed, two months passed, three months passed. And after three months, Pastor Charlie said, nah, you take over the cell. So he conned me into becoming a cell leader. <laughs> okay. and, and until now, uh, I've been journeying as a cell leader, zone leader, and, and sub-district. Okay, so in summary, okay, under this segment, the process of knowing God, be a disciple of Jesus, 
get into His Word, be filled and led by the Holy Spirit, seek the Lord to prayer, and continue to fellowship with God's people. Then you will get to know the Lord better, uh, even as you go through this process. Okay, the next segment is on the products of knowing God. Okay, this one I borrowed from Pastor Chu. Okay, so in his message in October 6 and 7, Glorious Church and Victorious Living, so uh, what are the products of knowing God? Know the hope of our calling inception. Know His incomparable great power, our life on earth. Know the riches of our inheritance, and there is eternity. So under know the hope of our inception, our calling under inception. Okay, these are not tadpoles, uh, by the way. So if you are a biology student, have you ever wondered, out of the millions and millions of spermatosa swimming its way to the ovum to fertilize it, why is it you, or why is it Pastor Fergus, or why is it Pastor Chu who made it and fertilized the ovum, and out came Pastor Jeffrey, out came Pastor Fergus. Because you are actually chosen by God even to be born. Yeah? You are chosen by God even to be born. And in Jeremiah 1 verse 5, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And in Psalm 139 verse 16, Your eyes saw my unformed body, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. A lot of us, you know, when a new believer, you know, uh, accepted the Lord, we always say, and your name is written in the book of life. Actually, the very moment you are born, your name is already written in the book of life. It is when you reject God that your name is removed. That's why before anyone is being judged and thrown into the lake of fire, if they have rejected God, their name is no longer in the book of life. Yeah, so, so know that God is the one who chose you and foreknew that you will one day be His child. So this is the hope of our calling, inception. Okay, so next slide. Knowing the hope of our calling, how then shall we live? So we live a life worthy of the calling, because we are saved by grace alone. So, and in Matthew 11 verse 29, the Lord Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Okay, the next uh, point under this segment is His incomparable great power, our life on earth. Okay, know that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead and seated him above the heavenly realms is in us. Okay, next slide. Okay, so in 1 John uh, 4 verse 17, it says that this is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. So knowing that we have this incomparable great power in us, live victoriously in Christ. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. So if you look at this verse, it did not say that as Jesus is, so we will be next time or in eternity. It says that as Jesus is, 
so are we in this world. So we have that same power that raised Jesus from the dead living in us. I remember uh, some years back, uh, I attended uh, 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 this team building uh, <coughs> gathering in, in one of the hotels. Uh, I think it was in Bangi or Cyberjaya. I can't really remember uh, the name of the hotel. So because of my rank uh, in Maybank, I had a room to myself. So while I was sleeping at 2 a.m. in the night, I heard the sound, kick, 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 and suddenly sound of water from the shower. I was wondering who the bloke is taking a bath at 2 a.m. in the morning. So I went and I switched off the tap, then I went back to sleep. And when I went back to sleep, again, I hear the sound of the tap being switched on and say, uh, this one must be... Uh, some uh, hantu who, who want to take a shower at 2 a.m. <laughs> so when you have such an experience in a hotel room, what do you do? Do you pull a blanket over yourself and, and you know, or you call Ghostbusters, you know, Pastor Stephen and Pastor Gilbert to go? So what do you do? So what I did is I went and switched it off and I say, uh, don't disturb, the son of Jesus wants to sleep. In Jesus' name, be gone, you know. So, and I slap back, you know. So, you don't have to fear because the one in you is stronger than the one in the world, okay? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. So, you don't need to call our chief Ghostbusters to go, okay? Okay, so the last point is know the riches of our inheritance, eternity, okay? And, and Pastor Chu has expounded this uh, in his previous sermon. So, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And in Colossians, set your hearts on things above, set your minds on things above. Don't be like somebody who has got so many galang emas, don't know for what, you know. Because uh, actually, uh, gold is actually, uh, you know, building material in heaven, you know. So, don't store up treasures on earth, yeah. We'll be walking on gold in heaven. Okay, and in Jeremiah, the next slide, in, in Jeremiah 9, verse 23 to 24, this is what the Lord says, Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches, but let the one who boasts, boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercise kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, for in these I delight. So knowing the riches of our glorious inheritance, let us set our hearts and our minds on things above. So in summary, the products of knowing God, we know the hope of our calling, live a life worthy of the calling. We know His incomparable great power, live victoriously as Jesus is. So are we in this world. We know the riches of our inheritance. Live with eternity in mind. Set your heart and mind on things above. And the last segment, the persuasion of knowing God. Okay, in Romans 8 verse 38 to 39, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers 
nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Okay, this is the persuasion of the inseparable love of God. And the next point is the persuasion of God's divine keeping power. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 12, it says, For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Which day is this? It is the day of the Lord's coming when we shall meet him face to face, you know, and we are persuaded that God is able to keep that which we have committed to him until that day. In my younger days as a Christian, two things scare me a lot, okay? One is whether I have offended the Holy Spirit. And the other thing is uh, whether, you know, when I partake the Holy Communion, have I confessed all my sins? You know? These two things trouble me a lot. You know? and, and most often than not, I let you know, the, the Holy Communion uh, elements pass me by. Because by the time you think, uh, have I confessed this sin, uh, the elements already pass you by. But that's also an excuse for me not to take the cup. Uh, because uh, in Jalan Inbi Chapel, one cup was shared by a few hundred people. You know? So imagine uh, you, you have somebody who's got you know, rotten teeth <laughs> sitting beside you the moment you take the cup. It really stings at times. You know, so, so this is something which I struggled with when I was in, in, in the Brethren Church. But the Lord really set me free. And, and, and I pray that, you know, it will also set you free uh, today that many of us in this congregation, we have to unlearn and relearn a lot of doctrines. So next year is so important for us that when we go into our discipleship groups, any doubts that you have, any doctrine that you have received from your previous church, you know, it is a good time to unlearn and relearn doctrines. Yeah? So uh, the next point, persuasion of the certainty of God's divine promises. And in Hebrews 11 verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. So this is the certainty of God's promises. And the last point, persuasion of God's divine ability. Can I have the worship team up? Yeah. And in Romans 4 verse 21, and being persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Okay, so even as we get to know God in a real and intimate and personal way, may we grow in the knowledge of Lord Jesus Christ. And the best illustration of the Father's heart is in the parable of the prodigal son. You see, uh, can I have the last slide? Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. If there's no God in your life, you will have no life. But when you know God in an intimate way, you will know life. 
even as the prodigal son, he wanted his inheritance even before the father died. And because of the love of the father for this prodigal son, he said, yes, I can give you the inheritance. And this son squandered all his money, uh, lived a licentious life, and he even worked among the pigs uh, just to have a meal even among the pigs. Then he came to his senses. He repented. There was a change of mind in him and he went back to the Father. And when he decided to go back to the Father and the Father saw him from far off, how did the Father respond? Did the Father say, Hey, you're filthy. You have not confessed your sins. Confess for... You know, uh, you, you say sorry, then only I receive you back. Was that how the father received him back? How did the father receive back the prodigal son? From afar off, when he saw the son coming back, the father ran towards the son and embraced him, kissed him, although he was filthy. And the father gave him a robe, gave him slippers to wear, gave him a signet ring. And this morning, the Lord is saying to the prodigal sons and daughters, I love you. And I want you to get to know me in a more deep and intimate way. For the Bible says, if you will draw near to God, He will draw near to you. So, prodigal sons and daughters, come home. Your father is asking you to come home. Yeah, so there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you feel that you have not uh, lived a good Christian life, you feel ashamed to come back to God the Father. Today, God say, come home, son. Come home, daughter. He will never cast you aside. Can we just bow our heads in prayer? That even as our heads are bowed and our, we close our eyes, just reflect on the message that you've just heard. May I now lovingly urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For He says, In the time of my favour, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I help you. My friends, I tell you that today, now is the time of God's favour. Now is the day of salvation. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If there is any one of us here today, you have heard the message, you have heard John 3.16 being expounded to you, and God has spoken to you, and you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Saviour and Lord and receive the gift of eternal life. Can I encourage you, if you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, that you will raise your right hand high enough for me to see. Is there anyone you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your life? Can you raise your right hand high enough for me to see? Is there anyone here? Anyone? Yesterday we had one uh, salvation, yeah, and we thank God even for the one soul 
that was saved. Anyone here? Ashes, help me to look around. Is there anyone here? You'd like to receive the Lord as your personal Savior and Lord. So I guess most of you are Christians. So I would like to give a second altar call. If you have been a Christian for many, many years and you are struggling with some issue in your life and you need prayers this morning, you do not know uh, how God will speak to you in your situation. But this morning you can know God in a more personal and intimate way and you can know God in that situation. If you have a situation in your life and you require prayers, even as we sing this closing song, come forward and the leaders of this church will pray for you. Hallelujah. Shall we arise and sing this closing song?